Hey, what's up guys? Superman Onyx here. Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring, from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. I hope to see you soon. Hey, what's up guys? Superman Onyx here. Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring, from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires, to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. I hope to see you soon. Do you have kids? Looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. WrestleFit Jr. is exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini-you to a fitness program like no other. With and welcome back, everybody, to another edition of To the Turnbuckle, again, presented by Snap Air and Bruja Nation Productions and our good friends, Dubby. So there was, uh, there, McCarthy, there was a, a report out by, I believe it was CBC, that Vince McMahon reportedly wants, uh, you know, I wish I could do a good Dr. Evil voice, but I can't. Uh, Vince McMahon reportedly wants $9 billion for the WWE empire uh they reported that's that's about 27 percent or so more than the company is worth um 6.5 billion is, is what they're estimated to be worth uh, and they listed some um, people as interested buyers and vince has already gotten some offers and the two people they listed uh, most notably that are interested reportedly is is uh, I believe it's pronounced Indovir, which is the, the parent company of UFC. And, of course, uh, they, they called them Middle East investors. I'm going to call them the Saudis. <laughs> uh, that's because that's who I'm going to presume. That's what we're, what we're talking about. What would you make of that report? Uh, it, do you believe that's true, number one? And then, number two, what do you think of the rumored buyers? The rumored buyers don't surprise me. Um, and to be honest, Vince asking for $9 billion doesn't surprise me either. Doesn't mean that's a hard number. That's just what he would like to get out of it. If he can find somebody to pay it, he'll take it. If he's really, really wanting to sell, he's like, all right, okay, this is what I want. But in his brain, he's got a minimum amount that he's willing to take, whether it be seven, seven and a half, Maybe even eight, like, because yeah, it's, you said it's what worth six point five billion dollars right now. So you want to make it, you know, at least another billion off of your hard work and the thing that you created, right? I mean, it would be ideal to make two and a half billion more than what it's worth, but I think Vince can also go, okay, it's worth six point five billion dollars today. This is what it's going to be worth here. And this is going to be what it's worth here. Because it is a proven commodity and it's never going anywhere. Like the rest of pro wrestling could die. Th please don't. But I'm just saying. And 
they would be fine for a while and be worth a lot of money for a while because, I mean, a big portion of their product is catered to children because kids don't have money, but parents have money and parents like to buy things for their children. I can hear Vince now on the <laughs> investor call. Kids don't have any money, but parents do. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money I've made off parents, pal? Where it's, why me and Lin- it's why me and Linda have separate houses. This is why, like, I kind of think like Disney should buy them. They like they, yeah, like parents like a lot of Disney things. I'm not talking about Disney adults. I'm talking about parents that get stuck watching some of these movies that don't have the word Marvel in it, and then they're like, "Oh, that was really good." Like Zootopia. I didn't think that was going to be good. I thought it was going to be stupid. Jason wanted me to watch it, so I watched it, and it was fantastic. They Uh, fit. They fit so well together. So well. They're a PG product. It fits. It just does. Plus, plus if Disney buys them, we'll get that physical Hall of Fame guaranteed. Which would be so special. But I hate to poo-poo on your party, buddy. <laughs> I don't think Disney's going to buy them. I don't think they are either. Because I personally believe, unless it's an offer he can't refuse, he's looking for a buyer that is willing to take him on, too. And Indovir probably would. Probably. Because they currently still have Dana White as the UFC president, and they help him and, and support his ventures with... Uh, the slap fighting, and he took that for real and slapped his wife, and 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 they haven't batted an eye, and you know whatever that's their business, ain't mine. I'm not I'm not here to I'm not here to not Dana White. Uh, I mean, I'll say this: they were both in the wrong because she hit him too. Yeah, that's it was, it was a whole thing. Like like I don't I don't I'm not pointing yeah. fingers in that situation. It's not my place, and I think that's all we need to say about that. Yep. And so, but point being is, is, is UFC still employs Dan White, Indovir does, and he's the UFC president. I could see Indovir doing a similar thing with Vince, making him the president of WWE. That way, when he tells you it's going to be worth this down the line, he can help guarantee that. And say what you want about his creative ability, he can help you run a business. Mm, he can yes, help he you can. just fine run a business. And then with the Saudis, we know that they could take it private and keep Vince running pretty much everything. And what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Now, people that go, people don't understand. If the Saudis buy it, that does not mean that their customs become the company's customs. There's a lot of companies you watch that have some Saudi backing, I hate to tell you. I don't mean you, Jason. I mean the, the, the world that is not aware of just how much the Saudi helps fund things. Um, you know, it's it does not mean that U.S. customs would change or that or that WWE would move to Saudi or women got to cover up outside of Saudi. Like, no, that's not how that works. They are just like Vince. They're ruthless business people. They don't give a shit about their customs when it comes to their money. Uh, and so I think those – my belief is still it's going to the Saudis. I think he'll work out a deal where – some major Saudi backer buys it, but he still runs everything that really matters. And it's a, it, he almost becomes Eric Bischoff. It's a blank check. Here you go. And he can, he can make them boatloads because say which one about his creative ability. There's a, a there's about a million and a, and a half fans. Let's, let's call it 1.5 somewhere in that ballpark, give or take. That I know everyone would say that stop watching. You ain't those. There's about 1.5 million of us. We wouldn't stop watching. We would bitch. We as a collective group, I might not, but we would bitch and complain. We're not stopping watching because it, it's too ingrained in us. Like I've gotten frustrated and tried to give it up for a few weeks. I can never do it. I thought I was going to try to give it up when Vince was out the first time. Couldn't do it. I tried for like a week. But at the end of the day, I have a weird obsession with this, and I can't give it up. Well, so my I, point is, I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. All right, all right. So my point is, is like when people go, "Well, I swear, if he gets back in charge, I'll stop watching." Some of you would, 
Most of you wouldn't because overall until six months ago, it's all you knew anyway, and you still watched. And if you know your Vince history, again, this is this is it might not crack the top five of questionable moral things he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think he gets now. I know that there was a report by Melcher that his continued involvement is is hurting buying chances, not helping, or seen as a hindrance or whatever word Melcher used. And so, yeah, I think if he got $9 billion, he'd think about getting out again for good because $9 billion, meaning he gets about probably three of that, which means he makes $3 billion uh, because he has the most stock. And, yeah, I'd think about getting out for that too because you know what I could do? If I wanted to, I could go buy – I could go start a whole other company. If I wanted to, if I, if, I, if I so desired it, like I can go find something else to play with. I can bring back WCW. And But the reality is he's probably not getting $9 billion. So he might be saying, I want $9 billion if you don't want me. I'll take 7.5 if you do want me. I'll take 7 if you want. I'll take 6.5 if you do want me. Because I'm still going to make two, three billion dollars, and then I'll make you and I more than you could ever imagine because no one can question my business savvy. Ha, 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 So you're going to pay more if you don't want me. I think that's what Vince is doing. I think he is aiming way high, and if you want to be, especially as we teeter on the edge of recession, I'm not doing politics, but I'm just talking about the facts of the economy where we're at. As we teeter on the possibility of recession and media companies looking to lockdown, if you want to be a fool to some extent, even though I think you'll make your money back in the long run, and pay $9 billion and not have Vince McMahon, you go ahead and you give that a shot as we teeter on this edge of a recession. Again, I'm not being political. I'm just looking at the economy for what it is. Um, it, do you think that's what Vince might be thinking here? Because are you like me? Because I know that Nick Kahn uh, said Vince would step aside for the good of shareholder value, which then totally is undercut. Vince literally undercut that himself by strong-arming him way through the company when they said they'd work with him. So shut up, Nick. You're lying. Ain't no gladly. Do you agree that Vince is looking for a buyer overall that will take him on too? I mean, more than likely. That's oh, come what I would say. That's what I would say. Politic me. Don't you politic me. You know good and hell well. You you and Vince used to have uh, used to have brown hair together. And I mean naturally brown. All right. That's fair. Yeah, probably probably. That's probably what yeah. the nine billion dollar price tag is. Is you have to take me on to. Yep. Or no, I'll walk away if you give me nine. Yeah. Anything less you have to take me to. I could see that. And, and you know what? And if that does happen, like since you kind of brought it up, the, those people that would be like, oh, I'm done. I'm not watching anymore for a week. Because I'll be honest, people that bitch like that remind me of people that used to bitch at a deli that I used to work at. I'm never coming here again. I think people that work in restaurants don't remember your face when you say that just so we can laugh and make fun of you to each other when you walk in the door a week later. See you in two weeks, Tom. It's the funniest shit in the world. I'm not coming here ever again. Oh. Oh, hey. Hi, Tom. How you doing? (laughs) You getting getting your regular order today? All the good shit. I see you cooled off. That's great. Glad to have you back. And I mean, I'm a prime example, too. Remember when he laid everybody off in the pandemic? I was very clear that I would no longer do commentary for WWE matches on the Bruce Cruise podcast. <laughs> but I still did Loganity, at, which yeah. is Loganity at the time. Yeah. So I was still watching the product. and The words never were, I'm not watching your product anymore. <laughs> we're always going to watch the product, just as I'm always going to watch AEW. Um, speaking of AEW, I know we're going all over the place, but I think we've got to touch on this too. What'd you make of Tony Khan's comments uh, on Twitter that, that got fired up? What's that journalist's name? Help me out. Oh, Ariel 
Harwani, I think. Yeah, what would you what'd you make of that? Obviously, Ariel showed up on on SmackDown and and it appeared that Tony Khan took issue with it because what'd you make of that? Uh I don't know. They don't like each other. It all stems from an interview at the end of October last year. They don't like each other. Look, so it's I, like oh, I well, actually, this is how the world works now. I I actually and I know this is gonna sound uh weird, but I actually see Tony Khan's point. Like, did you probably need to tweet it out and do it? No. Like probably not the best thing to do because you do look whiny and whatever. It doesn't mean you're not necessarily right. Ariel prides himself because I, I know his work. I just I, I couldn't think of his name. Uh, like he prides himself on being this unbiased journalist, but to our knowledge, he doesn't have a WWE contract, and yet he's been all over WWE shows the last week in Montreal. That looks very not unbiased. That looks like you're working for WWE, and that's fine if you are, but don't present it as otherwise. And, and that's exactly what he was saying. That's why I didn't yeah. have an issue with it. Like, I know, like, like you said, should he have tweeted it? Probably not. It does, like, seem like a whine. But at the same time, he's not wrong. Yeah, like, I think, look, people can tell someone about Tony Khan being whiny or weird or different. I applaud Tony Khan for having such great passion about his product and and not losing the ability to be a fan, essentially, like, Again, was it probably becoming of a man that is CEO of, of, of a growing company and and has close ties to the Jaguars? Probably not. But you know what? I get so tired of what is becoming or what is this and what is that. You know what? We all are people. Beans. And therefore, sometimes we react and go, what the fuck's this horseshit? Like, people always say, well, you got to, like... The biggest criticism that Donald Trump had during his presidency that I, the one the one thing I was like I don't I don't really understand that is well he doesn't act presidential. Okay, I'm glad that he's alive and I know what his true feelings are. I I like authenticity and so I like the fact that Tony Khan is is off is authentic. That doesn't mean he's always right. Again, did he need to tweet it? Probably not. But I like the fact that you can tell Tony Khan is a real human being. And he's not giving you some corporate spin. And he's not looking to impress shareholders or like Tony Khan is a real human being with real emotions who sometimes makes some mistakes. Like, all right, probably shouldn't have tweeted it. Got a little hot. Haven't we all? Haven't we all posted things on social media that, that even if they weren't appropriate per se, we've all probably gone, I probably shouldn't have posted that. Like, the thing about people in the public eye like Tony Khan. And this goes for politicians, this goes for just people in the public eye general, right? Sometimes we as a society hold them to a higher standard than they hold ourselves. People go, well, Tony Khan's acting like a man-child. I've seen your tweets, Tom. You've said much worse. I see you at in every... I've seen the things you've said about Vince McMahon. That's not professional. You were at him. You wanted him to die. You know, I'm saying these are the same people, I'm, and not everybody. Some people do have that standard of online behaving themselves, and that's great. But 90% of people that go, well, that's unbecoming of this person to say this. What do you do? We should stop as a society, in my opinion, and certainly in wrestling. Fine, if you want to talk politics and presidents, that's different. I'm not trying to get political true. But especially in wrestling. Let's not hold a human being higher than any standard we hold ourselves as you continue to tweet Becky Lynch about, oh, you look like you've gained some weight or Bailey or, or whatever else. Like, this is such a 90% of you are such hypocrites. 90% of you. Again, I'm sure there's some fans that absolutely behave as professionally as they are asking Tony Khan or other people to do. And my hat's off to you. But people are screwed up for the most part. So 90% of you Twitter trolls are out. Tony Khan's the mean child. All right. So are you. So so are you. You ignored your kid for two weeks because you spilled the milk. All right. This we live in this we live in this world where we act like people don't people act like they don't do the same stupid shit. 
And uh, oh, he should behave better because he's the CEO. So he has to behave better because his job is better than yours. Sounds like he's doing something better than you. Maybe you should behave differently. Uh, he's the CEO of a freaking company, and and you're working retail. And I'm not knocking retail. I want to make that clear. I'm saying, who are you to tell this man how to behave? I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, he acts like a man child. Okay. Great. Meanwhile, you're supporting the guy that, that you know, has made a living off of, of, of penis jokes his entire career, but we're, we're real mature here. It's all about maturity. It's all about maturity. Well, he doesn't let that tie over into his work. That we know of. We don't know what to say. Again, Goldberg is conspicuously at, by his absence, even though he could help out with Saudi shows. That we know of. We haven't seen Hulk Hogan on program for two for two years other than one walk to the ramp with, with Raw. We don't know. Maybe Triple H is better at hiding his, his immaturity. And I'm not knocking Triple H for this one time. I'm saying I guarantee you he's got it because he's human. All right, I'm done ranting. Sorry, I had to I had to go on that. No, you're fine. I agree with you one hundred percent. Like he wasn't offensive. He, 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 just, he, he stated his opinion and he's like you said, he's kind of not wrong because Arrow Haswani or Hawani, I'm sorry, bro. I don't know you. And I apologize for butchering your last name. If you hear this, you probably won't, but I'm just saying, I'm sorry, but it's not a big deal. Like people have beef. It happens. Yeah, And sometimes when you're at that level, whether you're the CEO of a very public you know, pro wrestling company or a journalist that traditionally covers mixed martial arts and now all of a sudden only covers WWE, um, it's not a big deal. Like, who cares? Especially because he fired right back. Like, I almost thought, like, I, I had forgotten about that interview in October where he was kind of just kept going for Tony's throat about all the stuff that went on backstage at all out. And that's why they have their issues. But when I read what Ariel tweeted back to him, I was like, are they friends? I feel like this is a friend's tech, like a friend's kind of a message, almost like dudes messing with each other. Cause you find yeah, right I back about a joke about Tony Schiavone. Like it's not even a big deal. If they do have beef, I didn't get that from the tweet exchange when I read it, not thinking about that interview back in October because it was fucking October. A lot's happened since then in my life in wrestling and everything else. I was like, oh, why is everybody freaking out? They've, they got to be friends. It's fine. Like, who cares? It was like not even on my radar for more than five minutes. Because I saw his response, and it, that's fine. If, and if they don't like each other and they want to throw jabs at each other, that's fine. They're not out here like your wife's a tramp or anything, the million other terrible things you could say to somebody if you have an issue with them. It was if just you a little get, professional jab get, and go on. If you want to get technical, Ariel was worse because he called Tony the he called Tony Khan the snowman. Which we know what that implies. Yes, we do. Uh, and and you and you, you have no proof of that. And so that's to me, especially as a journalist. And I'm not a journalist. I don't I don't claim to be one or play one on TV. I'm very upfront about my opinions on, uh, you know, it, it, like if you truly are an unbiased journalist, then for you to say such a thing. Tony Khan can sue you for slander. You ain't got any proof of that. I'm not saying Tony Khan doesn't do those things or does do those things. But by implying that he's the snowman, you're implying that he definitely does those things. You don't have any proof of that. And even if he does, again, I don't know. And that's not that doing those things are okay. But how is that relevant to the discussion you're having? He knocked you for un for biased journalism when now all of a sudden you're right, he's an MMA guy who is suddenly an expert on all things WWE 
And I, I like a lot of his work. I thought he did a great sit down with Triple H, and he asked Triple H some tough questions when when uh, when Triple H was in the UK for Clash at the Castle. I thought he did a, a great job. Hey, really and that did. hype that hype video, that was legit, man. That but, he that he narrated like that they played during the pre-show. That was legit. Like, I'm not trying to take away in this conversation anything away from the work that he's done, but he does it definitely doesn't feel unbiased at this point. But, you know, one of those do it as a one-off sort of thing is 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 fine. But now we had you on back-to-back nights. He was on the Friday night before Elimination Chamber, and then he was on the Elimination Chamber pre-show. And, you know, we're hyping up Sami Zayn winning like it's the World Series or something. And totally fine if you are out front and working for WWE to sell the product. But then you're not who you say you are. And let's be public about that. Or maybe you were who you said you were and you've taken a job recently with the company, and that's fine too. But you owe it to everybody to be like, yeah, I got this great opportunity. I couldn't turn it down. So I work for WWE now. Boom. But instead, we're going to continue to pretend you work for BT Sport and whoever else, and you're respectfully going to get the scoop? Like, I just don't see that. The only way I could see that is if the next time that, that AEW is in the Canadian neck of the woods, I better see you there. I better see you there, or else I cannot say Because if it becomes your stick, because some journalists have kind of a stick of, yeah, I'm a journalist, but I'm a fan, and and, and you're going to see me getting hyped. And, you know, we see that in other sports all the time. And NASCAR's got a couple of journalists that are that way, that they work for the networks, but their shtick and gimmick is I'm still a fan. So unless unless Ariel's going to attend AEW Canadian shows with that kind of passion and fervor, you don't look good. You don't look good. Uh, you just don't. And, again, I'm not knocking him. If he's, if he's working for the WWE, I'm not knocking that. Props to you. That's where we're trying to get, right? But that's where everybody is trying to get overall. And I don't mean everybody, literally, people. It's a general statement. Uh, you know, why does everybody want to get through to be? Uh, kiss the fattest part of my keister. Thank you. Uh, and so it's, it is. It's a matter of, like, you claim to be this unbiased journalist. You need to be upfront if that has changed. Because people respect your work. And instead of saying, because what he should have done, like, again, because going back to it, I acknowledge Tony Khan probably doesn't need to tweet that publicly. Maybe send a text. Hey, what's going on? You know, why are you, you know, because I'm sure you got the, because Tony Khan's pretty out front with giving out his information. Jim Cornette has his phone number. Uh, That's fair. Tony Khan Khan is not shy about, if you got to, if you, if you want to talk to me, he seems to be a very accessible CEO if you can just get in, in touch with him. I think he's the most accessible CEO in the history of business. He might be. And so, like, he's, he, so my thing, like, I think if Tony has an issue with it, I think he should message probably Ariel privately and go, hey, are you, you know, I don't mean to pry, but, you know, if you're a journalist, you know, how, how's this happening? I would respectfully ask. And then Ariel can respond however he wants to. So if, if Tony made one mistake by tweeting it out, then Arrow made another by not remotely addressing the criticism. All he did was was defend Tony Schiavone. When Tony Khan wasn't even knocking Schiavone, it was, it was acknowledging the fact that Tony Schiavone is a pro wrestling reporter, play-by-play man. I got news, people. I don't mean to, to, to spoil you, but if you happen to watch our ASWA shows, and we thank you if you do, I'm not really that big of a jerk. <laughs> He's right. He's really like, not. I just did not like, expect that line to come out. <laughs> like, I'm not really that big of a jerk that really believes that much in the status symbols. That is the gimmick that I go with because I find that it works for me. And it's worked for our broadcast, if I do say so myself. Oh yeah, y'all killed it. I mean, that was dude, dude. I had to, I messed up my whole microphone setup. That was hilarious. <laughs> he's and like, so, I'm serious. He's really not. He's 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 fucking amazing. But like, just to, for you like, to throw it out like that, that was yeah, great. Like no, like people of Manfield Mansfield, I genuinely love you, even though I say horrible things about you on the broadcast. 
so my point is, is like, we're not pretend people say, well, how could he knock Tony like that? Cause people said that too. Knock Tony like, because Tony Khan is uh, Tony Khan knows that Tony Schiavone is not a journalist. He is a play, play, play by play. And he has never been a legit journalist in his life. The closest he could come to being a journalist is he called games for the Braves minor league system for a long time, I believe, after retirement from wrestling. Yeah, when when W when he left WCW, that's exactly he what he did. And but at the same time, a commentator is not, not a the, is not a journalist. It's not the same thing. Not even so, remotely close to the same thing. Because even the commentator, as a if you're working for a team, there's an inherent bias there. Any commentator that worked, like if you have, you know, in Reds lore for years, it was Marty Brenneman. Marty Brenneman wanted the Reds to do well. You work for the Reds. It's the way it is. That's the way. So, like, you know, sorry to go on this big ramble, but I know it was a big issue with the the IWC and the whole nine. Um, I'll let you take it from here. Where do you want to go next? I don't know. I mean, what what isn't a big issue for the IWC these days? I mean, cheese and rice. Like, was 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 dynamite like that great? Not really. I don't want to say you could skip it. Cause like some things moved, like at least we know where what John Moxley and Hangman Page are going to be doing in two weeks. They're going to be bleeding like stuck pigs, and this oh, guy yeah. is all here for it. All here for it. I mean, look, I wore the Britt Baker bloody shirt just for the occasion because I figured we'd talk about it, and I don't think I've worn it in a while on the show, so that kind of factored into my decision making as well. But, like, I'm wearing a. I'm wearing a fine to the turnbuckle t-shirt. Hey, all um, right. Um, so what is your expectations for that match? Because I think it's going to be uh, more blood the weekend. I must stand. It's going to be, it's going to look like a GCW match in there. Oh yeah. I'm going to have no problem. We might want to, you know, do a video chat with Travis and just make sure he doesn't pass out from all the blood yeah. that, that he's going to oh, see. He's going to get a little squeamish. Get a little bit. A little squ- I'm. I can't wait to review Revolution Two. It's gonna be. It's gonna great, be, dude. It's gonna. Uh, we're really hitting such a great point of the year, and now Ring of Honor's coming back in full swing. And another thing that kind of stuck out for me with Dynamite was, yeah, did the Moxley Castagnoli and Vance and Roosh match really further any like big storylines? Not really. But it reminded us who Vance is because when he was, you know, number 10, I think that's who it was. Yep. Um, we knew he could go, but he didn't really get fleshed out much and normally got thrown to the wolves. Yeah, they lost. But, I mean, he hung in there with three of the best wrestlers in the company potentially top 10 in the world, you could throw those three anywhere in the top 10 and you wouldn't be wrong. He hung in there. And that says a lot. And and I think a lot of, yes, do we want stories? Like I saw some jackass tweet how revolution cards building up to um, a film with no story or or a film with no story. Here's the trailer. And it lists all the matches that are scheduled so far. Well, I mean... Wardlow and Joe have a story. That was his best promo ever. Mm-hmm. When he talked about losing the connection to his dad, that he didn't have a connection with his dad with very long to begin with. And, and Joe took that away from him. That's a that's a story. Hangman Page and Moxley, that's a story. Hangman got knocked out. And now they, they you know, Moxley won, but kind of not really. I mean, he won, but it wasn't like, you rolled me up, man. We got more to do. And Daniel Bryan and Brian Danison and MJF, that got that's a story in itself right there. But I, I brought that up because not every match every time has to have like a specific story in place. Sometimes that story has to be created in the match because you're just kind of out there to do something. And I think they kind of created that with Vance and how good he is. There's a reason 
Roosh and them chose Vance, and this is why. And I think he can finally get over that hump. Like, I think this is the best decision ever is to take him and put him with them. We need to see that side of him. Well, you know, I think the the criticism of the, the Aleutian card, let's, let's, yes, I understand some of the, the criticism, of, but let's also remember AW's got one, one more week of TV to get this thing more filled out. Because, I mean, and you, you can say, well, it's just one more week. Well, that, yeah, that's one more week. It, it's not over yet. We're not there yet. Uh, you know, you, you're going to have some additions. And plus, let's look at the card as we know it right now. You got MJF versus Brian Danielson, a 60-minute Iron match. Going to be a banger, people. At, that, that probably is going to be worth the price of the admission, the old saying. Oh, right? yeah. That uh, thing's not going to end till 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh God, I'll be so tired. Um, uh, and then you got the AEW World Tag Team Championship: the Guns versus the Acclaimed versus TBD versus TBD. We don't know who those teams are going to be. Oh. Who do you think those teams are going to be, dude? Any, I have any no guesses? idea. I think Top Flight should be one of them, unless they want to stay focused with Kenny and them, or they take do the trios th- titles. But like, I don't even know, and I, I like that with the TBD kind of. Do you be- stick Sting and Darby in there? I think you could. I don't think it would hurt anything. It would probably enhance the match a lot. And, I mean, since you brought it up, I think a lot of people question this title change. I thought it was weird. I didn't really quite, because I I try to take a step back these days and be like, all right, let's see what happens. All right, they've already changed their look, and they cut the best promo of their lives. Was it backstage pre-taped? Sure it was, probably. But they changed their look, and they cut the best promo ever, which tells me maybe this was the right decision because these are mirror image tag teams. They both came up on dark and have now become world tag team champions. Like This is actually a really good story if you take your emotion and love of the acclaimed out of it and you're like, oh, damn, because they, they shocked me with that promo on Wednesday. I was like, damn, that was really good. Like They never delivered bad ones. But there was just something else with that promo on Wednesday. I agree, uh, and so we so just give it this week, people, and let's see what happens. Uh, other other spots on the the card. Uh, we'll see what the TBD is versus TBD. Talked about Joe versus Wardlow there. Plus, it's going to be a banger anyway. A story aside, we're finally getting a story there to really sink our teeth into. Yeah. Don't know why anyone's complaining about that. And then John Moxley versus Hangman Page, if it, if that's your type of thing, like it's my type of thing, it's probably going to be your match of the night. I mean, let's be honest with it. If that if you enjoy the blood and guts aspect of pressing wrestling as I do, if you don't, that's, hey, Travis Knapper's as squeamish as anybody I've seen with that. Uh, but and, and he's not alone in that. He's not alone in that at all. But but uh, but as an old school ECW watcher, I'll take it. Uh, you know, I, it, do I want to see it every week? No. But on a pay per view, yeah, I want a match where it's like, oh my goodness, um, you know, I want to get a like cut. I want to get a little queasy. I want to be <laughs> like, I want to be like, oh damn, Renee's gonna be pissed. Yeah. So and that's, I mean, that's so you're talking about right there is 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 four big time matches and then. The other potential additions, you know, you, you might see an AEW Trios championship match with the Elite versus House of Black. That's 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 a banger. I mean, I'm not a big Elite guy, but I'm not. I've never taken away from their talent and ability. You might be looking at Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. And All I mean, right? there's a story involved with that. You don't need a story if you want the Trios championships. That's all the story that you need. Mm-hmm. You have them. I want them. We're taking them from you. That's all the story you need sometimes. Yeah, uh, because if you, sometimes the, the, the titles need to be the story because isn't that what in cave this is all about overall? It, you know, we've seen John Cena cut that, that one great promo as a part-timer when he got another world title shot. The day I don't want to step you know, my two feet in this ring and be the world champion is the day I leave and not come back. Like in kayfabe, you should want to be a champion. That's the whole purpose of this in kayfabe. What what else do you need sometimes? Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage will finally get the full payoff of that story. Let's hope that's not official, but it's a rumored addition. We'll see what happens to the card. 
Um, and, you know, we might get Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. A lot of people are not in Keith Lee because he came back and he, not, he didn't dye his hair. It's one, Keith Lee has been very public about the fact that he went gray very early, as, as we can tell. Did you see Keith Lee's return on I Rampage? Saw, like, I don't – we talked about cares. this with Edge. Who cares? I don't – Who cares? It, it would not it, – it would not bother – like, I – if you are okay to go in the ring, it's all I care about. Yep. I don't care what you look like. I don't. It, I, I, like, there is a certain point of believability to it. I get it. But if as long as you look okay and you're – this, not everyone's going to look like a Greek god. All right? That's just the way it is. Now, I can be critical of guys I find to be too small because I think – there has to be a certain believability aspect, but it is believable that the older looking guy with gray hair could whip the younger guy because he's got the experience and he's learned. My only criticism is sometimes a guy looks so scrawny that it's like, how do you, you know, my, my criticism with, uh, with, with Marco Stunt was he looks so scrawny. How could I ever believe he can win a fight? That's, that was my criticism. He was pushing that. Other than that, I don't. I wouldn't care if the Undertaker wrestled his last match with no die. It would not bother me, like because can you still believably whip somebody? If the answer is overall yes, go ahead. Like Keith Lee, if anything, I thought he kind of looked more menacing and more serious. I think so too, which I think is what they're going for overall with this whole Swerve Strickland thing. Like he's Swerve's trying to build something on his own. Keith Lee was kind of too happy, like just too happy. It, yeah, it, it was weird, like because it wasn't like he wasn't happy in NXT when he was beating people up, but it was like the happy kind of overshadowed his ruthlessness because he was ruthless in NXT. He really hasn't shown that so far in mm-hmm. AEW. And it's hopefully always, this, hopefully this new version does that. And sometimes like some, it takes a friend betraying you and busting your knee with a cinder block to really knock some sense into you. I can't believe that is a normal statement, but it is. <laughs> it sure is. You know, it's there. There is. There's. There's still. There's still tomorrow's dynamite, folks, uh, and there's still rampage. And we don't. We and there's. You can always add something, even on a dark or a dark elevation. To be honest with you. You can fill this card out and make it look just fine, and and it, it's got the makings of it. Well, there's, now, what still, I like, there's still stuff for the women to do. Uh, like, we're still, like, still not sure who's going to get a title shot, which direction they're going. Are they doing a multi-women's match? Who's Jade going to wrestle? Like, There's a lot of questions. If anything, that makes this week's uh, editions of AEW television must-see. Yeah, it does, because you want to know what's going on, because it's getting close, and they do like to do this sometimes, where it comes close <laughs> to the pay-per-view, and it's they know where they're going, but they planted enough seeds for us to ask the right questions instead of the wrong questions. Like, where are we going with this? With Bray Wyatt for four and a half months, that's the wrong question. Where are we going in two weeks? It's an all right question because yeah. you can see yeah. pieces. There's pieces on the board for all of these things to happen. They just haven't pulled that proverbial trigger yet and announced the matchups. And let's look at it this way. Let's call another spade a spade as we, we begin to run short on time. But we it, every week the narrative about AEW Rampage is no one's watching, no one's watching, no one's watching. All right, so let's let's see these big bat matches booked, and give them a reason to watch. I mean, aren't you curious? And I'm I'm being you and I are curious. I know, but to the people that listen to this show, uh, to even our own Travis Napper, like, aren't you curious to see where this week's AEW TV is going to go? Because I am, because there's so many different players that might get stuck in a match here at Revolution to fill out the card. Again. Could Sting be involved on that card? Could Jeff Jarrett be involved on that card? What's Jake Cargill going to do if she continues to improve? You know, Wench Cassidy's got a belt he could defend. Well, you know, what's Jamie Hayter going to do? There's so many different variables and pieces that Tony Khan could shift and move where, yes, I can understand people's criticism to this late in the game and we have only four matches photo. I get that. But there is some something to be said about that versus the WWE way of six weeks out. And we kind of have a pretty good idea of there's something to be said because I don't want to get to the point of, of conveyor belt TV. I thought this week's AEW 
Dynamite was conveyed about TV, and I didn't enjoy it. I like the fact that we are have some uncertainty to what's this card going to look like. Yeah, do I want that every time? No, but I think one good time, especially as we had, uh, you know, in May they'll have their biggest show of the year, Double or Nothing. I presume it's their biggest show of the year. I don't know if Tony Khan agrees with that or not. It's but, technically their first official one, so yeah. Yeah, so that, that to me feels like their their WrestleMania in my view. Um, so yeah, I think it's fine for this card to be lacking on paper right now before we get there. We got another week, people. Calm down, take a breath. Let's see what Tony can do. Last question before we get out of here. I want to know, uh, Mr. McCarthy, what do you think Tony Khan's announcement is uh, on Dynamite this week? Um, the Rampage is going to two hours? I hope. I would hope. Because they really, could I use do. that time. Because yeah. some, there are some bangers and some dimes and some hidden gems that they have on Rampage that, I mean, it's hard 10 o'clock at night sometimes to stay up and watch Rampage. There's times I've fallen asleep in the chair trying to watch it. There's times where I've finished SmackDown and said, all right, I'll watch this later. Mm-hmm. But it's, I get up early. It is, it is what it is. But I'm really trying to be a devil's advocate kind of with this discussion. And it's like, everybody's like, no one's watching rampage. No one's watching rampage. Okay. What are you doing at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday? Oh, you're doing nothing. Turn on rampage. Are you, are you a fan of professional wrestling or are you not? That's what I don't understand. Now, if you only like WWE or only like AEW or new Japan person, I mean, that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's all pro wrestling. It's just someone else's interpretation of professional wrestling and how professional wrestling should be presented. Do you like pro wrestling or don't you? That That's what should matter, not what company I'm watching. I found it so much more enjoyable when it's like, I don't really care. I just want to watch wrestling. I just want to watch the guys I like. I want to see some bangers. And people that you don't know will show up and pull out a banger and now you won't forget them ever again. But if you don't give them that chance, how are you ever going to know? You miss a lot with this tribalism stuff. You really do. And I mean, to each their own, I'm not going to tell you what to watch, but all I'm saying, it's like the ramble I had last week with people that shit on pro wrestling just because it's another one of those, man, just give it a shot. Yeah. Maybe you tried it and you didn't like it a year ago. A lot has changed. A lot's changed in six months. The way Tony builds shows has changed. Maybe you didn't like how shows were built. I know we had a lot of discussions about that, how they felt built weird. So, Mm -hmm. you know, give it another chance. Go check out New Japan. See the influence that AEW is getting because I think that's where a lot of American fans have an issue getting into AEW because they were so conditioned that WWE is the only way to do it. They didn't expand their horizons and, and watch the new Japan, which is a very big influence on the way AEW matches are wrestled. Amen. Uh, I agree. Watch, watch rampage, watch dynamite, watch WWE, watch anything you can watch as long as you got the time. Um, look, you can have your favorite companies. Lord knows we do, but, Let's support pro wrestling because there's a lot of great there's a lot of great stuff out there, and if you don't even give a chance to look at it, then you don't know. If you're a WWE lifer an AEW lifer, and you're not watching another company, what are you doing? The only way you ever knew you liked it is because you watched it one time. Exactly. And, and I so ch- get- I challenge anybody to find a better independent tables, ladders, and chairs match that we witnessed two Saturdays ago. I dare them. It's, it's true. So support uh, your local indies too, because that's where everyone comes from. Everybody starts from somewhere. Amen. Pro wrestling matters, all of it. So uh, let's let's watch it. Let's support it. And look, if something's not for you, that's fine. But at least give it a shot. You know, that, it's different strokes for different folks. I get it, but at least give it a shot. So with that, McCarthy, any final words before we get out of here? Man, just visit W.GG and use code Bruiser Nation. That's B-R-U-Z-E-R Nation for 10% off each and every order. Now, I've been propping up the big energy tears that I mix with my smoothie every morning, but they have fantastic flavors. They have like 
a beach in paradise. It's like a peach kind, and they got like a strawberry banana. They got all kinds, and they got some nice merch too. Like I said, 10% off. You don't have to dive into the Dubby ecosystem right away either there, Buckle Brigade. They have starter packs with two packets. That's only two servings, but two packets of Dubby and a little shaker bottle for $14.99 plus shipping. I mean, you can probably get free shipping, but you're not going to get it in four days. So, it's a fair point. So, uh, look, we'll we'll try some out. Hopefully, next week. Hopefully, we're back live in studio uh, from McCarthy Manor. And, and if that loose. if that glowing recommendation isn't enough, we get a cut of what you purchase at w.gg if you use our code. So not only are you experiencing new energy, you are helping our podcast grow. You're helping a local small business grow. So if you want to help people grow and do good things, use our code. Help us get a cut. It helps us out. It helps them out. They're a small business too. They're new to this game. Let's help small and local businesses. Everybody help everybody, and we can all eat or drink Dubby. Eat or drink Dubby. Amen to that. Uh, so Mr. McCarthy with that, thank you for another fine edition of to the turnbuckle. Hopefully we'll be right back there with Buster and the gang next week. And until next week, uh, we'll see you in the ring. Smile, take care. And until then, ding, ding.